Welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Mandalorian in review. That's right. Every week we're going to review the new episode of The Mandalorian. This week is a little crazy. We're doing episode four today. Tomorrow we're going to return to Star Wars in review where we are going to review Star Wars episode eight, The Last Jedi. And then Friday we'll return again with The Mandalorian in review for episode five. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. That is Kevin Coelho. We got big Greg Miller here. Such is our way. Such is our way, man. It's our time. This is our time. (laughs) And Nick Scarpino, the producer slash seducer himself. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All of us fresh. We are tired. We are tired. We're back from... uh, I feel great. Yeah? I know. A little early morning for me. Not a fan of that at all. Coward. You know what I mean? I was fine otherwise. What's up? Uh, Friday. Oh, Friday. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I actually acclimated to London time at all. That's a, that's a story for another podcast altogether. Yeah, that's how, that's how it works. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Watch live if Boom. the internet works. Yes. Uh, you can watch the show ad free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny, or you can watch it on Twitch live as we record it, or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny, or roosterteeth.com. Or if you want to listen to it, we give you that option as well. Search for kind of funny reviews on your favorite podcast service. And shout out to our Patreon producer, Al Tribesman, the predator himself, who we met. He did? We met him in London, and it was very he fucking the, exciting. I, I pulled him aside, and it was so loud, but I went right as close as I could to his ear without t- my, touching my lips to his skin. And I said, Danny boy, want some candy? And he, he cried. Some candy. It was great. He cried? We both cried together. <laughs> <laughs> both cried together. <laughs> oh, my God. Today, we're talking about The Mandalorian Episode 4, Chapter 4, The Sanctuary. Released on November 27th, 2019. Directed by Dallas Bryce Howard. Woo! Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard, Howard, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ron Who, Howard's daughter. Which blew my mind when I found out. Yeah. It's weird. It's crazy. She was in The Village. She was. So uh, she was in The Village. She was in Spider-Man 3 she as was. Gwen Stacy. She's in that great episode of Black Mirror. She was in uh, Terminator likes. Salvation. Not, we don't talk about that. We don't Salvation? talk about that. She was. She was. Yeah. I mean, currently That's... she's in the Jurassic Worlds, right? And yeah, she was yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in the Jurassic Worlds. The the like Twilight Saga. In currently she's Eclipse. trapped in Jurassic World. <laughs> trapped with all that money. Uh, who is she money. in Twilight? I don't know, but she was in Eclipse. <laughs> Twilight Eclipse. She's probably one of the extended one of the family. She's probably the cousin, the aunt. Fucking kid. Is that the stupidest thing you could ask me right now? What? Did I watch the Twilight movies? Was I alive? Yeah. So you watched Twilight. Because guess what? You got vampires and werewolves Bro, happening out there? In the fucking 70s, did you did people go out and watch The Godfather 50 times? Yeah. That's all yeah, I got to exactly. watch. It was uh, a cultural I, I, it's phenomenon. Like, it's, like, it's like literally being like, hey, uh, did you grow up in the 70s? Yeah. Did you ever see Bush? Yeah, you saw fucking Bush. Because yeah. that's all there was Everywhere in the you 70s. Walk, right? like, God, I can't look anywhere without seeing Bush. I'm, Where are you walking? I was a small New York child. City. So small, was, the small I was small at Bush child. <laughs> I couldn't see over the Bush. Bush I like. Uh, but yeah, like she's mostly known for the Jurassic World yeah. movies. Uh, and her directorial ventures include the television drama film Call Me Crazy, a five film in 2013. Great. And the documentary Dad. What that means? In 2019. Oh, yeah, film. she did that because she did, like, a, it's like a documentary about her dad, right? Is it? Presumably. I think so. I think it was like, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. She has a cool dad. She does have a cool dad. You know? She did yeah, that. She was in the help. You know, we have, we have cool friend show. Yeah. She just had, we have cool dads. Yeah. Because she does. Knocked sure. out of the park with that one. Mm-hmm. Came uh, out of our family. She's married to Seth Gable, with whom she has two children. Great. And now Man, we are reaching deep on these now director facts. Her <laughs> favorite color is chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> she fell out of a tree at seven and broke her arm. <laughs> this one, once again, written by John Favreau, which mm-hmm. is cool. I like that consistency. Yeah. A runtime of 41 minutes. One of the longer episodes of The Mando so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheeky Mando. Oh, Cheeky Mando. Wow, how, how's that never happened yet? I don't know, Andy. Thanks. Yeah, jeez. Um, what we think about The Mandalorian Chapter 4? 
Man, I did not like this episode. This yeah. is the one of the like halfway through, I was like, I want to stop watching. Like I felt like the acting was not good just throughout. Like everyone was not good, and I did not like the 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 way the story went, where it's like they introduced this character and it was like, oh, we got to take these people down, but no one's ever taken down ATSD you know walkers before, and it's like, but like, didn't you say you're from Endor? Like, didn't you say you were at a rebel base in Endor where they? A bunch of teddy bears took down ATST walkers. <laughs> yeah. Like that seems yep, really yep. weird. And then like the climax is like, we just need to, need to get it to step forward. Why? Why wouldn't it start shooting from forty feet behind? Like none of it. Also, I mean, you it wasn't think, as impactful you as would I think wanted. If you were an ATST yeah. pilot, you'd be like, okay, well, the one thing we shouldn't step in is water. We yeah. know this; it's on the manual. Okay, like, don't step in deep water. You're acting like if they're trained by the Empire, this is some kind of fucking big man. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was a dog man. They were He's dog up there, man. winking up there, fucking rolling in his own shit. He doesn't know. He and they've wa- the they've seen these fi- these shrimp puddles before. They know that how deep these shrimp puddles go. Um, but my, they didn't dig any deeper. It was just the shrimp oh, puddle. No, they, they dug. Didn't. They dug. I don't well, think dug. so. Oh, they did go back. Also, they, they, they they 100% dug. Yeah. It they? was like a plot point. Yeah. yeah. I was too busy watching them train with sticks. Yeah, which is like, what, against, what's landing? Against futuristic blasters. You saw it. You saw it. They were going to stand there. They didn't the use line. the sticks. They just stood there with the sticks, right? Yeah, also, the this, sticks. this is always the same. They didn't watch this episode. This, <laughs> this episode for me was filler, right? This is like one of those. Yeah. We need eight episodes, and this is a perfect example of these shows where. This didn't need to be an episode at all. It, it, we, we, from the start, when you walked to this village, and we were like, hey, he's gonna, is, does anyone believe he's going to stay here long enough? Do we not think that there's the galaxy's worst and like most feared people still searching for him? Like, Why would he think he could hide out on this planet? They have these little toggles that apparently can find you across the He forgot. The, yeah, the I was going to say, he forgot that they have the magical dongles. Yeah, that just, that just apparently everyone's everywhere. DNA was encoded somewhere. And that if Except I go for Luke Skywalker. fucking do yeah. Tim, they go... And they blow it on the fucking thing, and they know yeah, how to find beep, him. Beep, beep. I just um, thought like th- this is an episode where it like turns into like monster of the week. Like, definitely. oh look, they've arrived here, and it's like, what are they doing now? They're gonna save everyone, and then they're gonna go. But like, I don't think that it did a good job making that fun. Well, not only that, but it was like it felt rushed. I mean, this is a tried and true like. Uh, you know, throwaway episode from every series. Star Trek has like 50 of these where they just go and they're like, well, they need our help. I have to fight. What's that? Bottle episodes. Yeah. What, um, what does that mean? Self-contained? It's just, yeah, the kind of self-contained yeah, story the- of like when uh, Morgan went off to learn how to fight with a stick in Walking Dead. That was a great episode. It was a great episode. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I don't love about this is that I just don't think they, they had any real meat on the bone for it, right? We were supposed to be, this This should have been um, what Gina Carano's like story. It should have been about her, a character arc for her and how she had a little bit of redemption. But the entire time, she's just this character that's there. It doesn't really do anything. I mean, she's just this character, right? The thing moves along fast. And then when they get to the training scene, you're like, how long? They're going to train them in 30 minutes? Like, they, this is – what are they hoping to accomplish with this? These people who have never fought a battle before except for this one person who inexplicably is a badass with a blaster even though she grew up on this weird planet that – doesn't have blasters. I don't so know. Did she grow I, up I really, that I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's the second weakest so far. I'd say the first is the only one that I liked less than this one. Like I don't think it's as strong as two or three. Yeah, two or three. But I I liked that it it. I feel like it's not monster of the week. I feel like this is the going to be the the weird bottle episode going into the rest of the season. I hope it doesn't become monster of the week, mm-hmm. and that and then I will have issues with it. But I feel like what we've learned so far week to week with the show is that it is building on itself, and a lot of mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. I have an issue with it, I feel like the next week kind of addresses that, and then we just keep going forward. What did this and then build when, on? We, when we look at this, this gave as us a, a season, uh, we're gonna like really have a, a great story that like has has moments where it's like I like seeing him run and learn and get closer to the, the child and 
kind of see the the gallery of characters grow a little bit. Where Gina Carano's coming back, like I, yeah, but I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, like, I just wish she could that act character better. But her is acting bad seems great. Her acting's not good. Her acting is horrible. Yeah. But like that's. Her fault. Her action, she had one good action scene where she fought because she and it was fight. cool. In yeah, reality, and, she and, it, and it pays off. And I feel like that's that's. I will take the acting for when we get action scenes like that. But, I thought that the ATSD thing was awesome. I thought that the that it felt like Jurassic Park. It felt like the T Rex. To me, that whole final battle, the red eyes was cool. There was actual tension, and it felt believable in was a way that? that I'm like, this is what I wish Return of the Jedi's Endor fight. Cool ass imagery yeah, too. Dude. When like, they did the wide, the when they did the so wide landscape, and, and it was, was it? the yeah, the ATST over here, really tall, and them over here on the end, and it's night playing field. I love that like, because I, the, the, the the we just did Star Wars in review for Return of the Jedi, and it's just like the reason that Return of the Jedi, previously my favorite Star Wars movie, is so low in my rankings is. The Endor stuff, the stuff on Endor is like, it's really weird. The choreography of the action is horrible because it's these fucking teddy bears that does, it doesn't make sense. It's like, I feel the, like the, the, the Chewbacca doing the Tarzan yell and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like it's played for comedy so much. Whereas this, I feel like they really were played for fear and played for but like, I, I first feel I was like they played for start. comedy one time in Return of the Jedi and it was a terrible moment. I will agree with that. This one, at least you gave a shit about the characters in Return of the Jedi. And this, I, I was like, it's a bad. It's bad storytelling when we get to the end, and I'm like, I really hope the ATSD takes out all this whole village. Yeah. Karen for the characters, man. When the all. when the sniper thing was on Baby Yoda, like I knew he wasn't going to get Baby shot. Baby Yoda, I care, but, yeah. but I cared a lot though. The Mandalorian like, care about out of this. But what? But what? And I'll and I'll draw another parallel with Star Trek. What they're so good at doing is they go to this town and they make you actually give a shit about the side characters that you're being introduced to. And in this, it just didn't. It didn't do it for me. See, to me, I like that they, they introduced the one character and she's good with the blaster. It's like why. I, me asking why I like it's not a question yeah, that's just not that getting ambiguous. an answer for it. But I, but, we, but, but, we, but I feel but, like I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. The whole this is a chapter show. thing, yeah. right? Like it's not. We're, you're going to get an answer by the end of the thing. And I could be wrong. I guess I, I don't think we will. I don't think we're going to see it again. Guys. This is I like, don't think we're going to get an IG eleven like another one of those IG units. Like just the way it's going. Well, I want that. That was a character I enjoyed. Where I like want more of that. Where it's like. I, I did not like this this woman's acting. I thought that like her story was so like, all right, cool. So you're like, you guys kind of have a thing going on. Oh, you're gonna try to convince him to stay. He's not. It was so predictable and like he's not gonna stay. They're gonna come attack. And I, it's funny that you like think that the action scene was so good because I just felt like it was so stale and like okay, they're just behind this like barrier, and this ATAT is just standing there. Trying to shoot Gina Carrera wow. or whatever, yeah, and it's just like, wh- why would it do that? Why wouldn't it be further back behind shooting at her because or it's shooting pe- at it's the dog thing? people? All right, and they they were shooting like it was shooting. Yeah. It wasn't just sitting there like it was shooting like fucking people up. Mm. I feel like so I feel like this episode would have needed more room to breathe and needed more character development. It needed a little bit more. Um, like I needed to feel that Gina Carano was a broken character at the beginning of this, and at the end of it, she was she found something in these people that she had been missing because of the war. And at no point do I care about her, and she's the main character of this for all intents and purposes. Like she's or one of them, right? This would like to put it in. Uh, this is sort of this is a classic Western. Like the lone gunner comes into town, and the town's being attacked by Braggins, and he has to figure out. But but they just skip the part. Where he has the conundrum, where he's like, "I should just get the fuck out of here," but then something in the town draws him in. Something that he's he's missing is there in the town, and in no shape or form was did we get that. It just felt like it needed another hour. It needed way more development, and there needed to be a lot more meat on the bone for me to actually give a shit. This like from the second he goes into the town to him deciding to train them is like three minutes. 
and I might be hyperbolizing, but it's very, very fast. And that to me is like, why would he do – he's literally got killers. He, he knows, by the way, that these people are going to come and try to kill him. And if they kill him, they're going to be a lot harder to deal with than these pig people and the thing. So, like, this, none of this makes any sense. And then he goes, I'm going to leave the kid here. What? So these people who can't defend themselves are going to defend themselves against the remnants of the fucking empire? Like, Middle of nowhere. What are you doing? But they have because the trackers. They have the, they have the luggage Apparently locks. he doesn't understand the, the tracking locks. things work yeah. either. He's just the world's And he also thought they were tracking hunter. him, right? Not Yoda. Did he? That's what it seemed yeah. like, right? Because I mean, I mean, at the end, there's tracking, the yeah, conversation. When they, why is it tracking? Who's tracking? And it was tracking. Yeah, yeah. the tracking stuff. I, I really hope tracking. that we get some more clarification on because it's like that. There is just so many like holes there where it's like, mm-hmm. why? How does it work? Why is it happening the way that it is? Sure, it's yeah. it's a little too convenient, unfortunately, for, but, for as a storytelling. For film. what you're saying, Nick, though, I, if it was a movie, yes, it needs those those things. Whereas, like, I think that this was just Gina Carano's introduction, and we're right. going to be getting her arc. Their paths are going to cross again. Yeah, but I just, I just, again, I hate to go back to it, but like, there's like, Star Trek would use this as like a like a moral tale, right? Where like the character would come in and be very, very conflicted, and then we, and then they shift in a different direction. And it's always like, I hated these episodes of Star Trek when they'd start because I'm like, oh god, we're just going to be this fucking village the whole time, and they always look cheap, and they always put them in the same color clothing because they're like, okay, this uh, this whole planet's really like a pink and a beige and and a peach color, so everyone wears it, which by the way is a cardinal sin to me, and they did it in this episode where everyone's in a fucking like teal turban and you're like why would every like what town have you ever gone to where everyone's dressed trip. exactly the same I'd I would be like I got it. Corn, give me the fuck out of here there's shirt. nothing more I wish than right now if it was all of us in our kind of funny shirts like it is sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like why, why would they do that I've liked every episode of the Mandalorian right I've been along I've enjoyed the ride I think I've been cooler on it than you guys have because you know whatever I'm into I'm enjoying myself this is the episode that I fell in love with the show Really? Like, I oh, love this episode. Wow. I thought it was awesome. Like, I had a great time. I, I, is the Gina, Gina? Is that her name? Gina yeah. Carano. I'm going to call her Ronda Rousey. That, Ronda Rousey no. was her acting. <laughs> her, I mean, I thought, I expected her to be terrible based on what we'd seen in uh, Fast and Furious or mm-hmm. that other movie yeah. she did, Crush, maybe? Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. She, she did another a, movie, though, too, crush. remember? It was uh, Some, Deadpool, yeah. too. No, there, but there was another one. movie was another where she was, she was literally doesn't Fassbender. fucking matter. It was terrible. I thought she was, I thought she was better than those movies here. I enjoyed her stuff. I, I, with the way they've been so clear of it's a chapter, I stopped thinking of them as episodes. I think of this is one long thing, which I wish they fucking did with the Irishman, as I'm still trying to struggle through that fucking oh, thing. God, that was long. Where it's like, I like that we're getting a giant story. I wish it was bingeable still, where I could just watch it all, but I get what they're driving in. I think at the end when we get there and you have all the chapters laid out, this won't stand out as much. I don't think I didn't need uh, Gina's like whole uh, redemption arc, what she was doing here. Her being there and him showing up and them ha- having the cool fight and Yoda drinking another cup, which is awesome. But them having the fight, this planet's taken, wait, there's this, here's the gold, let's go do it, all right, cool, we're doing it, and then at the end, like, all right, cool. I, I thought it would have been cheesier if she joined, she was like a character that joined up with him. The fact that she's just like, all right, peace, see him, you go do your thing, I'm going to go oh, do my I, thing. I, I, I like that. It reminds me of a great video game side mission, which I'm down for in this universe, and that, that was my, when it ended, I was like, fucking keep going, I lo- I'll, I'll take a fucking season of him just fucking around the galaxy trying to figure it out. And to, you know, you said you liked uh, the answers, and, and Nick was like, what answers, or something to that effect. Questions. I like the idea that this episode answered, what is what was what was his fucking plan with Baby Yoda? He took Baby Yoda, and so it was this whole thing of like, uh, every episode before, is he running with him forever? Is that going to be the whole thing? And no, he was trying to find a safe place for him, and he wanted to deposit him thinking they were tracking him, because again, it was so hard to track Baby Yoda in the beginning, now it isn't, who knows. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry to go back to my my point with the Star Trek analogies. Just so I finished it, because people go like, "Oh, see, contradicts himself." I always hated those when they started, but by the end of it, you were always very, very invested in like the emotional struggle of what was happening with the people on the planet. 
which I always thought was a, was was kind of a telltale sign of how good a storyteller they were. I just didn't get that from this. Uh, with Gita Carano's character, what if, if we never see her again, what a waste. Like, what a waste. And we probably, I'm sure she'll pop up toward the end, but as an introduction to a character, I just thought it completely fell flat. And it's, it's, it's another one of those things where I'm like, what was his plan? This guy's supposed to be really smart and the best bounty hunter on the planet, and I get that he's a fish out of water right now, so yeah, good, give him a fellow episode, but I guarantee the next episode is going to be like, oh, I'm going to go do the thing I should have done, which, by the way, is going to return me to the main plot of this whole series. So like, I'm just a little disappointed. What? What's the thing you should do, though? He's got to go find whoever the hell knows what this thing is so he can give it back to his people, probably. You think he's legitimately gonna just gonna go from planet to planet with this thing with no purpose whatsoever? That would no, be but I also don't. But I mean, that's what I love about sh- shows that are really well done is that I look at this and I'm like, I don't know what you do in this scenario. You are on the run and they can track you anywhere, and you have this kid. Fair. You don't. What the fuck are you gonna do with it? Fair, but like, and I and I'm still unclear. Like I guess in the world we've decided that even though we've only ever seen Yoda. The Yoda species isn't rare, so like people aren't like, no, oh it, fuck, it, I made the Yoda. It is super rare. So it's like yeah. I think, but even I don't think like Yoda is as well known. Oh sure, yeah, yeah I know, you know but I'm I mean? just saying so, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and I think that the only reason we had the bounty hunter at the end come in and like try to kill the Yoda um, was because of the commotion that they caused. I feel like great point. Yeah, yeah. they did say that. They, yeah, yeah. there's a tracker. Word's gonna travel fast. No, I know, but like they have to. I think that they have to like know that the planet, right? Because that's the information he got. Remember in the very beginning, he's like, with your set of skills, like it should be hard for you to piece this together. But yeah, I don't understand the track. Everybody's giving off a smell and the tracker can find it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. With you talking about the Star Trek stuff, I totally see where you're Mm -hmm. coming from because like these episodes, like they're they're a thing in TV and they happen Mm -hmm. all the time. And it's like, and uh, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. I, I feel like this one worked. When it started and it was just peace, like it was just like, like them in the, the little, lands that they're in, like, doing this stuff. It's like, we have never seen that in Star Wars. And I feel like that's where Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah. for me, is really succeeding, which is kind of just showing us slices of the galaxy that we haven't seen before and then kind of adding to it and, like, having little elements. And I think going from that opening scene, having that be over so quickly and then end with an ATSD attacking them, it's like, it, to me, is the perfect way of the nostalgia vibes of, like, here's that thing you remember, like, we're bringing it back, but they made them scarier than they used to be. Like, here's those things have derelict, never been scary before right? in any... Like with the exception of maybe like a five second clip from Rogue One, uh, when they're on Scarif and like there's one of them coming at the people and you're on mm-hmm. the ground level with the people. Otherwise, they're just kind of things that you know are going to get taken down by whatever. That's just how I felt around. about this this one, you know, where it was like, oh, it's it. They're eventually going to get a step forward. It's going to fall, and then they're going to somehow destroy it. Yeah, and but like, I mean, like the, the, I just don't see that as a criticism where it's like mm-hmm. the good guys are going to win. You know what I mean? It's like no, I know. It's just one of those things. Like I felt no stakes when it came to that. When it was like, "Oh shit, it's coming out. She's right under it." It was like, uh, "Like, all right, cool. I guess you guys are like being like, all right, well, the pilot's an idiot and doesn't know how to use the, this this ship." But it's like, well, then the stakes aren't real, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, if we can just excuse that, like they didn't understand that they should have pulled back further and shot everyone that was standing at the barricade, then like then the, there, I don't feel like there are any stakes. I feel like the st- like stakes is a weird mm-hmm. thing to bring up though, where it's like does, like stakes of what stakes of, of individual the whole village getting there. murdered by this group of like dog face people, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like and like wasn't that their fear? Like these people are coming in and raiding our village, stealing all our stuff. Like we have to fight back, but like so, w- w- like what what are the, the the stakes are? They're either gonna win and be free of these people or get murdered by them, right? Yeah, but see, I feel like the the solution to that was the Mandalorian and Gina Carano. Because they had them, 
they were okay. They were going to be okay. They were going to mm-hmm. get through this. Without them, they would have been fucked. Right. And like that kind of was the point of the episode of having them be like, we need you guys or else we're going to die. And that's with Mandalorian being like, you can see Mandalorian over these episodes kind of turning from being told he's the greatest bounty hunter or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And now we're seeing he's like, he's kind of a softy. Where it's like he he already has Yoda, and now yeah, it's like now he's helping he just he's helping this, and he's going that way. It's like I like that. Where it's like it's I don't feel it's heavy handed. I think that it's just it's it's happening, and I think that he's dealing with it all. It would, did, what happened with Gina Crown at the end of it? Because I watched this like four days ago. Did she stay in the village or no? No, she bounces. Okay. Yeah. So like that's weird. <laughs> like if I were writing the story, I'd be like, okay, the one thing that she needed to find to like make herself whole was in the village, and then she decided to stay. But that's to not what this story is, Nick. Like this is an episode in the larger tale of but what I'm saying. What I'm telling you guys here, I, I get that, but there is no story here. The story is a very, very thin, very, very quick, poorly done western that's that doesn't that's not mm. believable in any way, shape, or form, and it's kind of boring because you don't actually care. By minute twenty, I was like. God, I gotta get through forty more, like twenty more minutes of this fucking movie. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, can't just, believe we watched the same thing. It's just like I mean, this is Seven Samurai or uh, what, A Bug's Life, where it's the same. Like, hey, right? I mean, like, I know I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know the I don't know the on reference, so it's funny. It's to definitely hear. Seven Samurai. I don't remember. Right? Yeah, this is either oh, Lady in the well, Tramp or Kill Bill. <laughs> 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 well, no, but A Bug's Life is the same thing. Same where story, it's like yeah, a group yeah. of people come in that are like. You know, there's the yeah, added, fight the yeah. people. Are there's the added thing where, like, in a bug's life, it's not quite that, but it's like the same I, thing. I, uh, it's my thing where I get the villagers together to fight it. I just, I feel like there needs to be stakes. Like, we, I need to believe that, like, there is a chance that this village is going to get wiped out for that to be, like, cool or like keep my interest. Yeah, I mean, and again, for me, I guess the the big the big deal breaker for me was Gina Carano. I was like, why is she in this? Mm. What what is the point of this character at all? If you take her out of this, do you really think that he couldn't have figured out a way to take down an ATST without her? Like, she added absolutely nothing to this. And that's bad for me because I'm like, if you're just putting characters in because they look cool and they can kick See, something, I, I don't that's feel that dumb. Like, I feel like this episode was introducing she, him but, going down the thing of like but she being open help, to other people that aren't just his uh, Mandalorian. I, I get it. We're adding more people and side missions are great. Maybe you like side missions, video games. I don't. But it's one of those things where I'm like, she should have done something to help him figure out that he needed to stay in this town, but she didn't really do anything. That he, she's like, he's like, do you want to just help me with this? She's like, sure. I, he just throws money at her feet, and she's like, sure. I, like I, that's that's bad writing. That's just not good. I think Nick's totally right. Like what the Mandalorian was just shooting people while she was down there trying to get the dude to step forward so that it would fall, and then the Mandalorian comes in and throws the grenade in there, like. We could have just not had her character there. I don't. But, I don't. I know, think she but had not, so here's the thing. I'm not talking about needing mm-hmm. her character to like fight the thing. I'm talking mm-hmm. about needing her character for the story and what it means to the but Mandalorian. What, what did it add to but the what story? did it mean to the Mandalorian? It, the Mandalorian now has somebody that he trusts, somebody that he works with. He's opening up to somebody else. It's like that. But what isn't this that is true about. also with the the, the, the dog the... clan of people he can do that with? Yeah, but he just ran from them. He just exposed them. For the first time to everyone, they're like they're out. They're out from the ground. They're all out from the ground. They are now exposed, and he ran from them. He doesn't have them anymore. So now he's got Gina Carano, who's probably not going to be the next episode, mm-hmm. or maybe two, three episodes from now. But he's got her somehow, right? Like that but doesn't. But I feel like, like, her. Like I feel he like, opened up to her. But I feel like he also opened up to the. He didn't open up to her. He opened up to the the woman that we just met, who we're never going to see again. He doesn't I, have a heart to heart with Gina Carano. But I mean, I feel like but them he finds partnering a up. Spirit. Yeah, right. It's like but them partnering up, and, and it, the whole thing of just like, hey, like only one of us is staying here. Cool, I'll bounce. It's like there's an understanding, and there's a respect, together, and that's why she didn't stay. It's like she was just like, but well, he didn't stay either. Well, I know. Yeah, but the, well, they, no one can stay there now because they everyone. She's knows on the run bad. too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's her whole thing. Which too. also is the other thing where I'm like, what, what happens she, when all the bounty hunters come to this town? 
because uh, she fell out of the <laughs> rebel chair. looking for him. They're not going to kill everyone. They fucking, where's the thing? I don't know. Well, we're going to have to torture and kill you guys until someone tells us where yeah. the fucking guy yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not like, the, they're yeah. not, the, the guild of bounty hunters, I don't think that's what they're doing. They're not the Empire. You don't think but, a bounty hunter is going to come and be like, where's the little green thing? And they're like, he's not here anymore. I'm, I don't believe you. Yeah. No, I have to fucking kill all of you people until you tell me something because I have to go fucking find this guy. And if they don't know, then <laughs> I don't know what they would do. I don't think that they would kill the village. You don't think it'd be cool if they come back died. and they'd have you? Yeah, that, I think that'd be cool too. Yeah, that, I feel well, like I mean, that, that would makes be at sense. least the consequence yeah. of someone's action in this, as opposed to just. I guess it's just a very, very generically poorly, done, in my opinion, poorly written episode. That's all I'll say. If they build it that way, where it's like, yeah, he somehow finds out that village got wiped out, mm-hmm. and like that's the reason why he stops running and then turns around and tries to figure out who he can take down to like stop this. That would be cool. And I could totally but see him go in that direction. I feel like the setup for that was, like, I, I just feel like this episode, if I missed it, it wouldn't have done much, you know? And that's the thing. Yeah. I, I'll put it this way. If it builds into the, a bigger story of of the series, I would be, I think I would be mm-hmm. more happy with that than this just being, we're never seeing these people ever again. Because if we never see these people ever again, then it really, and we didn't really evolve the characters too much in this. Well, we, I guess we did the Mandalorian, that's fair to say. But with, with uh, Gina Carano's character... I just feel like we didn't do much with her in this, and it's just, it just, a lot of this just feels like it's throwaway to me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by me, Undies. By this time of the year, the planners and Virgos of the world have checked off everything on their list, while the rest of us last minute people are running around like psychos trying to figure out what to get everyone. Don't fear. MeUndies is here, baby. Who's wearing them right now? Oh, I'm wearing them right now. I'm wearing them right Such now. Such is our way. I'm feeling I'm thinking about them right I'm, now. You are thinking about them? Yeah. What are you thinking about? Just what colors you guys are wearing and. What you look like when you slow... What? Barrett? This oh, holiday season, you can cozy up in the new robes for men and women. Treat your feet in the soft it's new like slippers. And, of course, match the whole fam with their cute new baby bodysuit. <laughs> I love... Me on these, man. What will they think of next? They're just like, we got this soft micromodal fabric. What can we put it on? I want to put it everywhere. Put it on my cat. I've been using uh, the, the lounge pants every night. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm slip sliding around. It's fantastic. Yeah, you would be about those onesies. And if you're about those onesies, you can go to MeUndies.com slash morning. You can get 50% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Also, shout out to HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, you can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. That's fantastic stuff. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. Uh, You can break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. Uh, Gia made me this uh, Korean bibimbap. Ooh. Oh, man. It was good, guys. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, you can add extra meals to your weekly order as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. Uh, you can easily change your delivery dates, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. They make it so simple to work with your life. You can get nine meals free with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash morning9 and using code morning9. That's get your fr- nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash morning9 and using code morning9. And finally, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Greg, what do you know about that? 
oh man, when I got out here, I had to get a loan and I did not get a good interest rate because I was a kid. You know what I mean? They didn't mm-hmm. take in my employment history, my education history. Wow. That's not what Upstart does. Upstart would help you, man. They go beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes that you're more than just your credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part is once the loan's approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. You can free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash morning. Upstart.com slash morning. Back to the Mandalorian. Andy, what do you think? Crazy. That was that's a good point. That Absolutely sense, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I really love what they're doing with Baby Yoda, dude. Okay, that's this a little thing because I feel like, I feel like I'm being very negative on this episode, so but everything with that thing is priceless. And to me, I feel that's why this show succeeds. Is that it? In so many ways, is just a samurai movie. It's a western, and I feel like it's so easy to just be like compare it to these other things and say what it does worse than them, right? What this show does great for me is introduce this thing, and pace out what we get from it so perfectly that I'm always wanting a little bit more. Whether it's wanting to know who the fuck he is and what's actually going on, or what cute things he's going to do next. Yeah. And I think they do such a good job of like, they introduce him episode one, we just get the shot of him, and that broke the internet. It's all we need, right? And then as you go, like he, he helps him use the force in episode two. Then in episode three, we just get him with the, with the ball and all that. Now, his little fucking like, strollers broken. <laughs> And we got this little motherfucker walking around. So cute. And no, it's just like him part, dealing with the, the little kids, the kids is so the good. The kids are playing with him and he doesn't, like a ba- you know, like a baby doesn't know which way to go and he's just trying to figure out which kid to play. This is the cutest thing I've ever it's seen in my life. So, it's so, so great. Very and cute. that to me, it's like, do I care about the village? No. But I cared, I needed the village to care even more about the thing that I care about in the show. That's which is baby fucking Yoda. I didn't want to yes. have kids, but baby Yoda... Got me thinking. I told you. I told you. I was just like, I was like, dude, if, if you our could kid promise can, me a baby Yoda, I'm in. <laughs> if our kid can be this cute, maybe. Yeah, baby Yoda hasn't thrown a fucking tantrum in my Starbucks yet, though. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, that's God. Happens. I hope he does. <laughs> so that's that, reality. That's, uh, how, how smart do we think baby Yoda is here? Well, he's, well, he's 50, 50 years, years old, old, but he, we can't, and we call him matter. a baby, no, but no, I mean, he's, baby. he's walking around drinking the soup, watching Eating him frogs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Memes. Well, that's my thing is like, he knows the Also, him like turning stuff is like, I feel like he's like a five year old. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe, I maybe, maybe like a like a dumb four year old. Smart three year old. Smart three year old. Did you guys see the meme that was great with with the Lipton tea bag hanging out of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over for Kermit. Kermit. <laughs> I I it's feel like what three year olds can kind of talk, right? That's what I'm saying. Right? It's, the, like, the, it's just I wish he could talk, and it sucks that he's not going to talk for another like twenty years. Oh no, he's going to oh, talk. He's going to talk by the end of this episode. Oh, he's going to say something. And he's gonna say Maybe backwards. it's a word. But that's no. the thing. I, I don't want to. I want to. She's our way. <laughs> our way. <laughs> oh, no, oh, that's man. just a Yoda thing. That's Hold not on a, a baby second. Yoda thing. A Mandalorian, uh, like Yoda, with a now little armor. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has done that art already, and it's just the cutest Mandalorian thing you'll ever see. I was going to say Google it, but that's uh, not possible. Really quick, uh, talking about him eating frogs, I just want to say, I don't like that the kids at the end of this episode shamed him for just trying to fucking eat. Just eat his food. Just let him eat it because he looks so sad at Do I shame you for eating you eat your fucking porridge, kid? <laughs> yeah, you got your blue shrimp <laughs> all over this fucking place. God only knows what they're crawling thing. in. Fuck yeah. those kids. But you know? I just, I wonder if they can keep this up. 
Like, are we going to get a meme every episode? Yes. Because, like, that's yeah. success it's for the show. Did you see that? Uh, is it success, though? I think or that is. is. It, like, to me, this is kind of, like, it, it, I'm starting to, like, be like, all right, so are you going to just bank on Baby Yoda being cute every episode? Because, like, eventually it's not going to work. Eventually we're going to be like, all right, we get it, but, like, build more substance to this character. I feel like... I feel like there is though, and I think mm. that like the baby Yoda like, thing. Baby is, Yoda's very similar to Porgs. You know what I mean? It's not at all. It's very similar. to No, it's, it's similar to BD One. <laughs> Do you yeah. see her uh, interview with okay. uh, what's her right. name Ray? And they asked her. I, f- I forget what late night house asked her. They were like, uh, "What do you think is cuter, Porgs or Baby Yoda?" And she was like, "Come on, like undeniably Baby." It's Yoda. undeniably Baby Yoda. Undeniably Undeniably like, no, no, there's no shame on Porgs, but but to me with Baby Yoda, it's like I completely disagree with you, Kev. Where it's like he is cute, but like that's not all that he is. It's like it, it is to me like the most interesting development in Star Wars in a long time. Of like, I want to know mm-hmm. what his story is. I, I want to know. Yeah, no, I'm very curious well. to see where the story goes too. But I think to Kevin's point, like I I think that it will start to wear thin. We're having five minutes of the episode be like unbelievable adorable and interesting and then having to really kind of figure out the next 35 minutes of the episode but that's I hope that's not what we get I really do want to get the. Ne- I think the next episode I really hope is a little bit more directly related to the main plot line mm-hmm. of what's happening with this season and I, w- I mean because there's a great mystery around Yoda or Baby Yoda I don't know what's going on with Yoda it Lini, I think I it's awesome yeah but everyone's the Baby Yoda now so I'm just gonna I'm gonna give up that fight I wanted it I wanted us to own it but nobody we're not that big yet but the next time when baby fucking Chewbacca comes around, we're calling him Chewbacca Lini. <laughs> oh, I found it. Thank God. But I think it's um, dope, dude. No, but I think honestly, I mean, to that point, I think I really do. I want to know what's going on with this character. And, and to your point, Greg, I do. I want to know what he's going to do. Like he's in a bad place. And now I think the next episode, since he killed one of the guy, like the bounty hunters. Now he's really, I guess he's killed a lot of bounty hunters at this point, but yeah. like he's going to start to get hunted and they're going to start getting aggressive about it. So figuring well, I mean, out I, what he's going to do is very fascinating. I'll be, I'll be interested to see which way it goes, but. I, I feel like the logical step is figuring out what they want to do with this baby Yoda because those are the people that have put the bounty on the little baby Yoda. Right, <laughs> say baby, or he has to go time. kill Werner Herzog, right? I mean, that's probably yeah, what's yeah, gonna. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna have. He's gonna have to have the showdown with him, and be like, I gotta take the bounty off, or I'll kill you, whatever. Or he's gonna kill him anyway. But um, it'll be interesting, like how much force development he has, like what they do with all that stuff. I just think it's really cool. Yeah, mm. it is cool, mm. Barrett. Closing thoughts on this? Yo, what up? Uh, I enjoyed this episode. Like, yeah, I agree that it's not like the. I don't think it's been the highlight so far, but uh, I, I liked the kind of. What Greg was saying about like each thing is uh, it, it's a chapter almost of a book, and this chapter really felt like the the question of can he really live a normal life um, outside of what he just did in the first three chapters, and the end of the episode is like no, absolutely not. Like neither of these characters can, even if he decided to leave Yoda, like Yodelini, as we like to call him. Um, like neither of them can really live a normal life from now on, so they have to like kind of just be. Travel in the universe and hopefully, hopefully find somewhere that is a safe haven. But for now, they can't, uh, and I think that's really interesting. Uh, and I liked the kind of uh, relationship he had with the the villa- the woman villager. Um, it this felt like a Clone Wars episode, weirdly enough. Uh, it, it like the episode itself in the grand scheme of things didn't matter, but the like kind of smaller character things that were going on, I really appreciated. So yeah, I dug it. I feel like. We're saying it, in, but in so many words, this is the answer to the logical question. Like, or, like I think of if you, how does he eat with the helmet? Ex- oh God, yeah. hold on, I, I want to get to that. In a second. Oh yeah, we got we got. But about uh, but it, like, if you were at a bar, right after episode three, or, mm-hmm. or this is episode four or five, 
four. This, this is four. four. So after episode three, and you and you were doing your own in review <laughs> with your friends at a no. bar, right? And you did the question of like, what would you do next? Somebody there would inevitably say, I would go to a planet nobody's heard of, and I would just fucking live. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that that was all right. This is him trying to do that, or at least seeing if he could. And then like, I'm gonna leave the baby, and like. Okay, that doesn't work, and it's what you just said, right? Yeah. And then I think for me personally, that sets it up so I can't wait for episode five because literally, what do you do now? You can't live on the run forever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This can't be Sarah and John Connor. We see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And we only have every Terminator. And at this Fair. point, like we only have four episodes left. Like from the trailers, we know John Carlo Esposito is somewhere in this fucking show, and I'm just so excited. To see like w- how he gets brought on, I have so. no idea who that is or what that means. So that's great. It's Gus from Gus Breaking from Bad. Breaking oh, yeah. oh yeah. I didn't know he's in it. Yeah. I'm sure that he's gonna be uh, Werner Wachowski's boss and be like, "Where is he?" Werner Herzog. Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe he's just the voice of Baby Yoda. Um, yeah. So let's get an to it. Though. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you ever take the helmet off? Do yeah. you ever take the? When's the last time you took the helmet off? Yesterday. When's the last time you took it off in front of somebody? When I was about their age. I can only take it off in private. I'm like, oh fuck. All right, cool. Well, I'll see you later. And she leaves this little fucking stick hut, no, no, giant no. open door, yeah. and he just takes it off and stares outside an open window. All he eats. All, all these kids are like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian. Let him take the helmet off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was weird. But I do like that they clarify yeah. that he's allowed to take the helmet off. He just can't do it in front of other people. Then that's like that such is their way or whatever. The, yeah. What is it? So here, here's my thing They're with this. Such is, is their way. Uh, that I'm, I'm hoping is going to have some type of payoff or at least like some type of story beat where it's like it is weird that these this group of Mandalorians can take their helmets off. But we've seen Mandalorians take their helmets off. We've seen in episode two. He had his helmet off the entire time. Well, there's like, a there's whole argument that he's not a real sure. Mandalorian. But that's but, the thing is, but neither it's is this guy, interesting. Right? Yeah, like there's guys so adopted, many arguments. Right? I'm interested to see what they do of like, is this a subsect of Mandalorians that they have yeah. their own thing? Yeah. Why do they have that? Like, where's that going? Because I feel like they've done so much in the first three episodes to build off of like, they do have their kind of rules their and their way. tribes. They have their way. And like the with the, the Beskar and uh, having the, the person, what's it called? The forging. Forging. Their weapons and stuff. It's like, I'm into that. I feel like if they just keep adding little by little, by the end of it, this could be something really cool. And explain to us, what is the Great Purge? Like, how does that relate to yeah. all the other Mandalorians? Why are they different? Like, that could be really cool. Or it could just be a bunch of stuff that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, the the whole the whole culture that they have set up for the Mandalorian. I even like I tweeted out the other day. Like I think the helmet rule is confusing because that rule has not been set up at all. But I do understand of like there could be different uh, like subsections of Mandalorians and stuff. I just don't think they have really drawn that out well or like really explain that But I think it's on purpose well. though. Yeah, like, I guess they're, so. They're, they're, Dave Filoni's on this. It's like, know, it's not like yeah, he didn't connect- know Clone Wars and yeah, Rebels exactly. do Yeah, like, exactly. He's shit, connected right? to all three of these shows so I, I trust them to do that. I personally just don't think, I think it's like kind of like all right, where are we going this uh, with this? Uh, a lot of people are saying like, oh, it, it must have been um, like a new rule after the Empire came around. But also remember, he his parents were killed during the Clone Wars and he got picked up uh, from the Mandalorians not soon after that. So you'd have to assume this was a pre-Empire thing where he yeah. put on the helmet and then like didn't take it off again in front of another person. It's just like very confusing timeline things that I'm like trying to figure out, which I know we won't get the answer to probably for a bit. So I'm also like I'm also going to be very interested to see how I personally feel about if it gets to the end of the season and we don't see his face. Like I know at this point I just don't think it's going to happen and I get they've committed to this and that's cool. But like, 
part of me is still just a little disappointed that we don't get to like I think see it'll, Pedro Pascal in the, uh, take the fucking helmet off. I think know? it'll be the the last episode. This if it was the amount that they're talking about him not taking it off, it's like you know, I think the, gun's the first act. I think last episode he's gonna take. Yeah, it. I just it's like gonna it's, be a very like personal moment. I think it'll too. be something. I think he'll do it, to, and I don't know how this works out, but I think he'll do it to save Baby Yoda. <laughs> His helmet on Baby Yoda. <laughs> I did he solid snakes away. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh man, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. I'm into that a lot. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been The Mandalorian in Review. Thank you very much for joining us. You guys, you've all been awesome, especially you, Andy. Great job, Andy. Great job. Good job funny Great contributions there. Yeah, that one joke was hilarious. <laughs> um, you can join us again, like I was saying, tomorrow, uh, which is Tuesday, for Episode 8, The Last Jedi in Review, and yeah. then Mandalorian yeah, uh, Chapter 5 on Friday. Get hype, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, May the force this is our code. <laughs> this is such, such, such is our, our, our way. way. Such is our way. <laughs>